everyone, and, and welcome here into episode number eight of the Take What Serves, Leave the Rest podcast. My name is Brian Pyatt, and I am your host, and just so grateful that you are taking some time to, to spend some time here with this community. And I want to just first of all acknowledge that, that this, is a, this is a big week. This is a, a big week for a lot of people who, who celebrate the holidays. Um, I'm sure many of you out there getting ready to or perhaps already spending time with friends and family. Maybe um, still have some last minute shopping to do as I certainly have to. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell my family that. But uh, I still have some work to do in in that category. And I just want to kind of honor and recognize that, that that this part of the year can be so beautiful and and so full of love and and connection and and all the things and. It can also be a real challenge, and there, and there can be a lot of, I think, pretty in, intense emotions that, that can come up. And so just wherever you are at out there, whatever you have going on, um, I hope that this podcast can be a real invitation to, to just be gentle with yourself wherever you're at. So today, we are bringing back my, my dear friend... And, and colleague Kelly Grosslogs onto the podcast. And we are talking about grief around the holidays. Um, Kelly has done such meaningful, important, beautiful work um, around this topic throughout her career. Uh, Kelly is a, a licensed psychotherapist specialized in grief and loss. Uh, Kelly is the founder of Conversations with Kelly, which is an online platform and healing community bringing people together regardless of whatever they are struggling with. She is also the author of A Comforted Heart and the host of the Conversations with Kelly podcast. For those of you out there who are maneuvering grief, um, I know that this time of the year has the potential to be especially challenging. And my hope is that that this conversation with Kelly can, um, can help you maybe navigate this, this time a little bit more gently. Um, you know, grief, as I've learned from Kelly, can show up in, in a number of different ways. Obviously, losing a loved one is, is what, we, what we think of right away when it comes to grief. Um, there's also a number of different ways that it, that it can surface, and we, and we touched on that a little bit in this conversation. But um, I hope that you find this helpful. Um, I'm so, so grateful for Kelly and, and her incredible message and her, her meaningful work. So um, with that, let's, let's go ahead and dive into this conversation with the wonderful Kelly Grosslogs. 
friend. Thanks for thanks for joining. It's such an honor and such a topic that is so near and dear to my heart, and yeah. that I also think I want to be able to share with people who are likely experiencing several of these things that I think we're going to talk about. Yeah. I know this is something that you work with every year around mm-hmm. this this time of the year, around around the holidays. What do you tend to see when it comes to grief? The holidays, just within themselves, whether it's Hanukkah, Mother's Day, Christmas, whatever that may be, anything that our society places an emphasis on tends to exacerbate grief. And part of that is because with the emphasis comes an expectation of some kind. Mm -hmm. So if you look at advertising, for instance, um, with let's use Christmas as an example, because Christmas is coming up. If you look at advertising and you're in a hard place, somebody has died in your family, you've had a divorce, whatever the reason may be that there is a person that means a lot to you or that you love that no longer is there Mm -hmm. in your life, however that has happened. It And you watch the advertisement. You watch TV, watch these fairy tale kind of Norman Rockwell images that come out for advertising, and, and it plays into our loneliness. It plays into what we don't have. Mm-hmm. It plays into that's not my life, and that's the way society thinks it should be. So around the holidays, Brian, I tend to see so much um, uptick in, in grief and because it, they are, they're touted, so to speak, as a family thing. We get together with people we love. This is a time, um, it's, you know, there's even little slogans out there. Um, it's the best time of the year. It's the happiest time of the year. It's the jolliest time of the year. And when you are in grief, and I want to say this, that if it's from, let's say, losing a person, it doesn't really matter when that person left your life. If it was five months ago, if it was five years ago, if it was 10 years ago, Mm. what we know is that grief presents itself when it presents itself and that we do spend our life time integrating that loss into, and I don't like the word new normal, because I don't like the word normal. So we integrate it into the different. And the different is we now live without this person. Yeah. So truly, what I think the holidays do is it, it puts a spotlight on your different. It puts a spotlight on the way things used to be and the way they are now. And when you are hurting so deeply and you are missing somebody so deeply, those advertisements or those those slogans or those things out there are like salt water in a wound. Mm-hmm. They really are. And we can kind of, you know, what I would see as a grief therapist, and it started like before Thanksgiving. So anytime families would come together, anytime there was this societal pressure that you were supposed to be happy and thankful and grateful and all these things. 
anytime that starts seeping into our knowing, Mm -hmm. whether it's through advertising, whether it's through just looking at the calendar and knowing what time of the year it is, anytime that the potential is there for it to become into our awareness, and that's met with a sadness, a, a longing, a pining, a grieving, it it can be um, it can be hard to maneuver with yeah. your word. It can be hard to to cope. And and as a grief therapist, I saw this this anticipation of these days start kicking in in October. Mm. And okay, kind of in kind of bracing oneself. Here we go. All right, the next couple months are going to be really hard, and we're and we know. Like with anything, anticipation and leading up to is often more difficult than the actual event. Mm-hmm. And I see that a lot of that being what are the expectations we place on ourselves? Yeah. What are the expectations we have for the day? What are the expectations and the shoulds and the coulds and all these things that we put out there that we have put so much pressure on ourselves that when we arrive at the day, it should look like this. I should be like this. I, I need to be like this, or I'm gonna let the rest of my people down. I, you know, all yeah. those things. Yeah, there's kind of that pressure that totally you're supposed to feel this certain way during the holidays, and and really beautiful when how you feel aligns with mm-hmm. kind of the the joy of the season that we're all blasted with this time of the year. And yes. yet, um, if it doesn't, which is the case for a lot of people, um. That can be a lot. It is. And I, so one of the things I would often say to the bereaved when I would work with them in private practice is it is okay if you're not feeling jolly, Mm -hmm. joyous, excited. It's also okay if you do. And I think that's another important thing in grief because there is this, there is this thing in grief that you must be sad you 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 know there's a lot of judgment in grief mm-hmm. i know there's a, as you know in your expertise in mental health there's a lot of judgment there's a lot of judgment on the grief on those that grieve they're either not doing it right they're doing it wrong it's too long it's too short it's not intense enough it's and so what do you do if you lost somebody this year but you're also really excited about putting up the Christmas tree. Or what if you lost somebody this year and you're really looking forward to lighting each candle on the menorah? Mm. And, you know, and so people get confused by that, how the joy and the heartache can live in that same space, Mm. can live in one space together. Like our previous episode about both and, how people maybe are feeling joyful and still missing that person terribly. Mm-hmm. And so I like to give people the green light for however you feel in this moment. It really is okay. And that I never I never look at a somebody who's grieving and I and see them laugh and think, "Oh, yeah. they must not miss that person then. They must not have loved that person." I just think what a gift for a moment to have a break mm-hmm. from from the actual true relentless 
heartbreak. Yeah. So they're going to be kind of this couple different things going on for people. That sounds like there's this feeling the grief mm-hmm. and, and feeling that, that pressure that we quote unquote should be joyous this time of the year and, and, and maneuvering that. And also, um, what if some of that joy does come to the surface? What does that say about how I felt about that person mm-hmm. that I've lost? Or, you know, I quote unquote, shouldn't be feeling that way because I've just lost a loved one. Right. No, that's exactly right. I see it all the time. And what if we stopped asking the questions about mm-hmm. our experience and just experienced the emotions? And that truly is one of the greatest things we can do for grief is yeah. stop asking the why, the hows, all of those things, and just really stepping into what we feel. We also know with grief, it is an ever-moving experience. And so you may be joyful in the morning on Christmas and be really angry by the afternoon. And that is what grief looks like. And where we want to go, and you know this, with all of your teachings and experiences with OCD that wanting to somehow figure that out or create this illusion that if I can get these pieces to fit together, Mm -hmm. there's this illusion of comfort. And, you know, truly, I, I just want people to, to work on not asking questions so much of ourselves and our experiences and just, you know, again, holding it with those tender hands, holding it, um, and just allowing it to be what it's going to be. It's also worth saying that if you belong to a friend group that's lost a friend or a family, a family that's lost a family member, I can guarantee that all of you are going to have your own experience and you're all going to, some of you may show up on Christmas day, um, and feel okay And some of you may show up and feel very anxious and like, I don't want to be here. And can we just get this over with? Hmm. And, and, and I just want to say that it's different for people. Um, It's, it's different for everybody in the family, how you're going to respond. In my own family, some Christmases are more tolerable for me than others. And it's nice when we're kind of balancing each other out, when some of us are okay and content and like I can be in this moment and maybe others of us are like, I just want to get through this. It just, yeah. you know, I'm going through the motions. I really hate this. And, you know, if we can hold the space for each other and again, not ask questions of each other. Well, why today? Why are you feeling like this? This is so strange. You did fine last year. Why is it hard this year? Mm. There are no answers to these questions. They just are. They just are. The holidays are, of of course, filled with traditions and, and, you know, rituals and and, and things where where people celebrate whatever it is that they're they're celebrating. Um, If someone is maneuvering grief this year, what are some things that they can do to, to honor that grief or perhaps if it's a loss of a loved one, honor and incorporate Mm -hmm. the memory of that person? It's a great question. And it's, it's, it's important to do. Um, one of the secondary losses that comes from losing a person 
One of the secondary losses that are so hard around the holidays are the traditions. The traditions of, let's say grandma died and grandma was always the one that hosted Christmas morning and made the cinnamon rolls and these things. And so grandma now has died. Can you eat cinnamon rolls? Sure, you can. But I also think it warrants to say it's still really sad that we're not going over to grandma's, even if we go to grandma's and eat them in grandma's space. Mm -hmm. The reality is grandma didn't make them. And, and so we lose that tradition that maybe you've known for 20 years. That's a loss. Rituals are very important, Brian, around the holidays. So it can be as simple as, and, and what I would do with families is how do we incorporate what was and how do we create what can be? And so hmm. there, there's, it's not like you have to take all traditions and rituals off the table because somebody isn't there. But what we do is, let's say you always went um, to church at a certain time and you came back and you always had the same meal. Okay. Those things can be done. What we maybe do now is we want to add, let's light a candle. Or we want to add, let's sing our favorite songs. Or we want to change what we've always had for dinner. We still eat together. We still honor this, but we want to change maybe what we eat. And, you know, as many of you know this, it's very comforting to hear the name of the person who's died. It's very comforting to hear their name. So I work with families. I have this wonderful three-wick candle ritual that I do with, with families where I have them light each wick. It represents past, present, and future they say the name of the person, Grandpa John, um, Terry, oh. Mom, whatever it may be, and everybody goes around and shares different things about that person. But what is so comforting is to say the name. One of the hardest things, and if you're listening to this today and you're in that space of missing somebody, is when... I think one of the hardest things is when the family themselves doesn't even bring up the person. Mm. And there's this void around the table. There's this void in the living room. There's this void. And yet nobody wants to talk about it. And we think that, that up front that's a comforting thing because we don't quote unquote want to make people upset there's not one person in that family or that room that has forgotten this person died. It just, mm -hmm. the void is known. So you ask, how do you honor? It can be simple. Saying their name, bringing out their picture. Some families set a place setting for their loved one, and it's sacred. Nobody sits in that chair. They just leave the place setting. Mm. Um, giving a toast. You know, um, some families... They, um, like I had a family I worked with that at Hanukkah, there was a very fabulous menorah that's been in the family for all these years. So they used that one and then they got themselves a new one and they started incorporating new traditions. Hmm. And so, you know, it, there's nothing, it doesn't have to be elaborate and yeah. because we don't have energy and grief, we just, we don't. And the holidays at best, if you're in a really good place can be exhausting. The holidays in grief 
can sometimes feel insurmountable. And that's where we have to back up and check ourselves about what are the expectations we have of ourselves and others. And I want to certainly point out, as you always teach us, that that grief shows up in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. And, and, and grief is more than the loss of a loved one. Yes. And so there might be ways this year where, you know, as, as we've talked about, even just the pandemic mm-hmm. could be adding some layers of grief to the holidays this Absolutely year. Can you talk is. about that a little bit? Yeah, the pandemic is rattling um, many of our senses of comfort. Um, there now with the new variant out, there is even a hyper sense of fear and stress, um, which is getting into maybe we shouldn't even get together as a family. Maybe we shouldn't do what we were planning on doing. And in grief, um, when you already feel like you've lost so much, that adds on to that layer of loss. Okay, well, I count on seeing my people at this time of year because it brings me comfort and it helps me feel less alone, whatever that may be. And the pandemic is is potentially threatening that. Mm-hmm. I think the pandemic for, for people in grief, um, one of the ways I'm seeing it showing up in my conversations with people is that you've already lost somebody. This potential, the pandemic has a potential to wipe out other people in your life. And so, and that's not uncommon when people have had a death for them to be kind of hyper-focused on others dying in their life Mm -hmm. because you can hardly tolerate the pain you're already in. And to think about adding to that that layer is is -hmm. difficult. And so whether the person died from COVID or not, that's not even the point. The point is you're struggling with grieving and missing somebody and the pandemic adds this layer on oh my gosh I don't want anybody in my family to get sick to the point where maybe they'd have to be hospitalized or die Mm -hmm. and so I'm hearing that from a lot of people a lot of people and because you know those are the cases we're hearing about of course um are the catastrophic cases and um and so I think that that's, that's important to know that that certainly could be going on for you who are listening. The best thing that you can do for yourself in any of these situations is to voice them, is to say them out loud to somebody that can hear you without judging, can hear you without needing you to explain it, but can just hear you. And, and you know, so that when our words leave our mouth, that there's a safe and loving space for them to land is one of the most beautiful things that can happen to somebody in grief Mm -hmm. is that it landed somewhere and somebody's holding those for us. Yeah. And as we wrap up here, I, I want to also acknowledge that, you know, we've talked about grief. Um, the holidays can be really, really hard also for, mental health struggles Mm -hmm. and and can just be really, really tough in a number of different ways. Um, 
is there anything that you kind of want to leave people with if they're, they're feeling a sense of, of heaviness or anxiety um, as they step into their holiday celebrations? Yeah. Um, I really hope that no matter what it is you're struggling with or whatever you call it, whether it's depression, anxiety, grief, all of it, um, that you will find people, and it only has to be one person, but that you will gravitate this holiday season towards the people that help you feel safe, physically, emotionally, spiritually, that when you leave an interaction with somebody, I hope for all of you that you feel better about who you are and it doesn't it doesn't change what's going on it doesn't cancel out that the grief happened or that the loss happened it doesn't cancel out that you maybe are having panic attacks it's not about that it's about finding somebody you can go to and finding somebody that you know, gravitate towards those people that help you feel safe. And I, and again, that goes for all of us, no matter what we're, we're trying to go through. But I also want to just say to people, it really is okay if you don't feel okay or happy about this holiday. And it is okay if you do. And I, I think that that's so important because we ebb and we flow. Every holiday that comes up, every year, some years are better for us than others, and we deserve to be present and experience all that we experience, which in grief also includes joy. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, and I wish people, I'm not going to say a Merry Christmas, I'm going to say I do wish people a loving holiday, and that where you feel loved and acknowledged, seen, and heard. That's what my hope is for everybody listening to this. A big thank you once again to to Kelly for, for joining us here on, on the podcast. Um, if, if grief is something that is feeling particularly intense for you right now, I would in, encourage you to, to check out what, what Kelly has to offer out there. Um, you can follow her on Facebook, Conversations with Kelly, uh, a beautiful online community that, that can help support you. Uh, also would encourage you to listen to her podcast, the, the Conversations with Kelly podcast. She has a, a number of different episodes that are out already that, that all center around grief. And so if you need some extra support this time of the year, uh, a beautiful resource for you to explore there. Thank you so much for, for tuning in. And um, whatever you have going on, whatever you're experiencing, I, I love, love, love what, what Kelly talked about. That um, it's okay to feel whatever we're feeling, right? There's no right or wrong way to feel or to maneuver this this holiday season and so i i hope that this can encourage you to be a little bit more gentle with yourself and um as always 
with this podcast. I hope that you take what serves you from this conversation and, and you leave the rest. We'll talk soon, my friends. Thank you.